up, squad? Welcome back to the show. This is Skin Is In Podcast. I'm your host, Chandelay. Chandelay, the esthetician, if you follow me on YouTube. Or my name is Chandelay, if you follow me on Instagram. Either way, you probably follow me on both. I'm so happy and just overjoyed to have this special guest come on the show today. You guys know her because y'all, obviously, y'all on her page commenting and obsessing. <laughs> and so without further ado, I want to welcome to the show, Julie. Hello, how are you? Ah, I'm fangirling <laughs> right now. That's how I feel. I'm fangirling. Oh, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm, 5K. Oh, stop it, girl. <laughs> don't hype me. You know, I'll take it, though. <laughs> I am so excited that you are here. I mean, you know, we're obsessed with you. It's so crazy seeing how people come up to you when we're at the trade shows and how much you've impacted their lives and you've inspired them. And it's just a full circle moment to have you on my show right now. Yeah, like, honestly, I still can't believe it some days. Like, I still feel like, like, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> and then I show up at these <laughs> shows and people know who I am. And I'm like, wait, you know me? Like, and they're so excited to meet me. And I'm just over here like, I'm just little old me, you know? <laughs> nah, not little old you at all. What? You are a powerhouse. Guys, <laughs> if you don't follow Julie, I'm honestly surprised. But if you don't follow Julie, you need to make sure you head over to her page. She is an esthetician, but I would say like she is just so many things. She's a global esthetician with Circadia. I mean, she's international in this bitch. And then also she is a mentor to new estheticians coming out of the gate. And I don't even know how you do that. Like, how do you even have the time? I really don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like <laughs> I am an energizer bunny. Like, my battery is almost never on E. Like, I sleep just to reset and do the same thing again. <laughs> well, you know what? It's working because you are killing it. I remember meeting you. Guys, I met Julie. This is so funny. I went to Dallas. And I was like, oh, I've got to go say thank you to Circadia. Because you guys know they gave me a scholarship, which helped me pay off school. And I'm always talking about it because I want all of y'all to apply as well. If you need it, girl, go get it. And Julie was like, here, take my information um, if you ever need anything. I was just a student at that time. And you were just so helpful. And you've been such a huge part of my journey going forward. It feels like so long ago, but it wasn't. Like, that's so crazy. I know. It does feel like a long time ago. It feels <laughs> like we've lived so much time since then. But no, it was literally just around the corner. It was in, what, 2022, April? Yeah. April 2022. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, or March. Yeah, that was insane. And here we are. Now, I mean, now I work with Circadia. Yes. And, yeah, yay! <laughs> and I mean, you're over here doing amazing things. You just launched your second business. Like what? Like, wow. <laughs> you asked me how I did the other two things. And then I'm like over here, like I kind of got like four jobs. Like, I don't even know. Like, but you know what? Like, I have so much energy because, like, I'm so fortunate to get to um, live my purpose every day and get paid by my passion. Like, that is just, I can't even, girl. I can't even act like there's a day that goes by that I don't just geek out about all the things that I get to do, you know? Um, I think a lot of people take that for granted. And, you know, life is for the living. So if I can live mm -hmm. and serve at the same time, like, then I'm just in bliss. Oh, that is beautiful. So, okay, wait. Let's take a step back. Let's think about like pre-esthetician Julie. What what was life like for you then? Like what what was a day in the life for pre-aesthetics Julie? So pre-aesthetics Julie was a flight attendant. Oh snap. Um, yeah, so life wasn't much different. 
um, I was still in the service industry. Um, I did this right out of college. So I, it was for a couple of years. So aesthetics is a second career for me. Um, yeah, I was living in Philadelphia. I was, I worked for two different airlines. So most of the time I was gone, I'd say about four days out of the week, I was traveling. Um, I would do anywhere from two to five flights a day. So a lot of people ask me how I travel so much now. And I'm like, this is light work. Like I get to just <laughs> sit there. Like I'm not working the flight. It's very different. Um, and I traveled a lot in my downtime. I've always had a passion for exploring the world. I think um, we are so fortunate to have planes, you know, it's kind of yeah. crazy. We have these things that just like take us from point A to point B. So I'm going to take every opportunity to, you know, utilize that technology. But um, yeah, so four days out of the week and then sometimes two to three days at home. I lived in a couple different states. I bounced around. Wow. And yeah, it was just as chaotic, I'd say. Girl, that's crazy. So then you were like, I like what I'm doing, but you needed a change or what made you shift into this second career? Honestly, like the airline industry is such a thankless space. Like you, you do so much and get so little recognition and you're constantly um, feeling replaced, you know, like easily replaced. Mm -hmm. And I think I just didn't feel a lot of security there. And um, it was, I'm an empath. So it was a lot of energy to deal with on a day to day, yeah. especially even like on a single day, I could do up to five flights with four different crews, you know? So, um, switching back and forth between all the personalities and the work styles and thousands of passengers a week, you know what I mean? Like I, that just kind of drained me. It drained me and I felt myself becoming a different person. And I was just mm. like, I need something, I need something else and I'm losing myself and I didn't want to do that. So I was like, I'm leaving and I'm going to make a big change. <laughs> wow. That is so crazy. I did not know that. I I don't know. I just didn't know that information about you. I don't know what I thought. But <laughs> I just, you know, sometimes when you meet someone in the space that they're in, you're like, oh, they must have, like, you're just so great at it. And it just radiates from you, like your passion. So you just assume you've always been doing something like this. And it sounds like you had, but just in a different way so you feel like now as an esthetician and doing what you do you do feel that amount of like thanks and oh, appreciation yes. oh yes like not only from um you know fellow estheticians through my mentorship and education but my clients like um, i was super duper fortunate to uh, build a clientele pretty quickly um, i have an entire network of women i went to all girls school my entire life um you know i oh, typically wow. operate around many uh really, you know, those boss babes, you want to call them, like most of my uh, female friends are just, you know, so amazing in their careers, and they really value self care. So as soon as I started offering a service that was centered around that, they, they couldn't wait, they were like, yes, now I know somebody who does this. So, um, nice. you know, immediately, immediately, I just felt so good about like, when they would sit up from the bed and look at themselves and just have something positive to say. And it just made me start feeling good. So, you know, it's only grown from there. I've gotten deeper with those clients. Some of them are still with mm -hmm. me. You know, I've grown with some of them through college, through, you know, engagements, through babies. And, um, you know, I really feel like a part of their lives. So I think I'd say it's kind of beyond the thanks. It's just, um, I truly get to be poured into and filled up every single day. Aww. That's beautiful. That means you're kind of walking in your purpose. I know before the call started, we were talking about like alignment and just finding what you feel is your purpose. In aesthetics, in the beginning, did you start doing what you had already loved? Like, I know you started doing lashes. Am I mm -hmm. right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So did you already have a passion for lashing? 
Honestly, no, I kind of stumbled into the lash industry by chance. So uh, my first job back in the aesthetics industry, because I had previously worked at a spa when I was in college, but um, my first job back into aesthetics, I was a receptionist at a lash salon. And um, within like a month, they trained me on how to do lashes. And when I saw how much money I could make, you know, <laughs> doing lashes, I was like, oh, I mean, I'm going to really lean into this. Yeah. And it, it's kind of ironic because uh, yesterday is actually six years since I quit my job to do uh, aesthetics <laughs> full time. So uh, it's kind of crazy, like the timing of this. Um, but I wouldn't say I necessarily had a passion for lashing as much as I did have a passion for the service that I was giving to people. And, and then I got into teaching really shortly after that. And that's where I found my love for education as well. Yeah, let's talk about you being an educator. And also, congratulations, six years, you know, making it happen for yourself. That is such a reconditioning of your mind. Yeah, I guess I'm no stranger to, you know, taking risk. It's funny because I, I consider myself a risk adverse person, but I guess I'm really not. Like I have been taking risks for a while now. And um, <laughs> but I, I'd like to say they're calculated. So I guess they don't feel as scary as just, you know, going out on a limb per se. <laughs> I like that. So when you take these risks, do you have like a set like, do you have an expectation that's going to pay off? Is this like, oh, if once I do this, it has to do this? Or how do you like convince yourself to take these, I guess, more like calculated risk? I mean, I guess I kind of operate on a, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst uh, yeah. mentality. Like I feel like I'll never know unless I try. So I'm more keen to, to at least try. But my mom, you know, used to drill into my head, make sure you have all your ducks in a row or don't have all your eggs on basket. She's a woman of many sayings. So, um, <laughs> you know, I kind of grew up knowing that I had to have a fallback plan. So I typically won't take a risk until I know that like, it's not gonna, you know, essentially screw me over in the long run and that I have something else to fall back on. So um yeah, that's why I call them calculated because yeah. they're, I don't have, uh, I'm not risking too much to where that loss is going to, you know, put me in a deficit. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Man, I want to meet Mama Julie. Like, oh, you were talking about her in Vegas. I'm like, you're always like, my mom's from Philly. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to meet her. Yeah, she, she that woman, like my, I've been raised by a family of very, very strong women. And, you know, I've known, even my dad was super pro women. So mm -hmm. I've known since I was young that like, you know, the world was my oyster and I could do anything uh, that I wanted. So I, you know, my mom, she definitely instilled a lot of confidence and more resilience, I'd say than anything in me. And, you know, I've only desire to make my parents proud because, you know, they, they sacrificed a lot because I'm adopted. So uh, mm -hmm. they really sacrificed a lot to put me in a position for great success. So. Oh, love, love mama, Julie, mama <laughs> Julie. <laughs> yeah, we love you guys. Um, when you were mentioning kind of taking like a risk and, you know, you found your passion with education, what really led you down that path of educating others? You know, um, I have a tattoo. I share this with some people, but I have a tattoo that I got when I was 18 that says, share your knowledge. It is the way to achieve immortality. Um, and I got that from reading a Buddhist book. Um, I started looking a little into Buddhism in my freshman year of college. And, you know, that 
line specifically stuck out to me because, you know, I was like, what if I never have kids? Like, how am I going to be remembered? You know, um, like, will people forget about me in a year and two years? And um, one thing that I think of often is quotes from great people or impact from um, great people that I've had the experience of um, having in my life. And, you know, the impact, that's what I, I was like, that's something that you can actually leave behind. So, uh, even if I can impart a little wisdom in somebody that, that maybe it'll plant a seed and then they'll remember what I said. They might not even remember who they heard it from, but they might pass that down as long as it's being paid forward. That that to me is a legacy as well. So, Oh my gosh, what a selfless way to think about life. <laughs> That's beautiful. I actually, so I went on a journey of like studying different religions and things because, you know, I mean, when I was coming out as a gay woman, I really had to tackle my association with faith and what I had Mm -hmm, been taught mm -hmm. and I wanted to explore other religions out there. And so like Buddhism, Hinduism, those things were really attractive to me. I feel like I actually lean most closely with their thinking, Mm -hmm. um, with like life and how life is after. And I think it's just so important, like you said, to really think about what you do give because what you give and how you make people feel like that is really the only tangible thing that exactly. exists in life. Yeah. Uh, there's another quote I'm pretty sure that says like you, people don't always remember what you uh, said to them, but they definitely remember how you made them feel. So yeah, because energy, energy is a constant, you know? So uh, if somebody felt a certain way in your presence before, they're more than likely to feel that same way when they see you again. So mm-hmm. um you know, but energy is also transferable. So that's, that's another way that I care to educate um, through passing positive energy through people, you know, and hope even like my clients, like I will never go to work if I feel like I'm having a bad energy day. Oh, girl, talk about it. Honestly, I even tell people like I, and I actually got this information from Chris, we were talking and I was explaining, someone asked what we did. And she was like, Oh, I don't tell people I'm just an esthetician. And it made me think about what do I feel I do as well? And I consider myself in the service of energy transference, which is, you know, just allowing that energy to flow in a positive way for people when they come in and interact with me, they're leaving in a way where they feel just better. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with like an actual facial or a wax or anything. That's just what we do. And I think as estheticians, it is really important to kind of educate yourself on your mental and your mental headspace. And you've created an actual retreat and an actual organization for this very thing. Am I right? Exactly. What a nice segue. Ah, she might be good at it. I, I see. She's experienced. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Beauty Pros United because I'm just obsessed with this concept. Man, like every time I tell this story, even though it's only been a couple months, like I feel like I just, I feel like I get jumbled with my words because I'm so excited and I'm trying to say so much and so little. So bear with me. Um, That's fair. I, I'm practicing my elevator pitch, you know, but <laughs> it's, it, this is really a passion project. So it's hard for me to not get super excited. But um, essentially, uh, Beauty Pros United came out of a conversation that I had with uh, myself and my business partner, Nakia, uh, from Art of Aesthetics in West Palm Beach. Um, you know, we had been SD Besties online for a couple of years and 
um, had met in person a couple times and we both like seemed to have a common interest for things that kind of expanded our knowledge beyond just the standard business acumen. So um, as you know, because you are a business owner, <laughs> um, you know, we are our business, we are our careers for yes. a decent amount of time until we can either hire somebody to be the face or to run the operations for us where we can step into our CEO role. And um, we felt like there was something missing that was uh, not helping us get to where we could be quickly because we see some other people who were kind of, you know, flying past us and we're over here like, what, what are we not doing right? So um, both of us in separate spaces tapped into uh, mindset and mindfulness around business. And there's been a lot of great podcasts that I've listened to specifically uh, School of Greatness with Lewis Howes, um, Mind Valley with uh, Jay Shetty. So, you know, they're okay. sorry, with uh, Vision, Mind Valley. And they really talked about kind of the psychology behind business and how to unlock your mind so that you can welcome abundance into your life because that's all money is money is just a flow of abundance and mm -hmm. you know I heard a great quote that said money is a terrible master but a wonderful servant so I really started tapping into my relationship with money and I didn't realize that I had money trauma so um, Ooh. yeah once I discovered what money trauma was which is basically how you relate to money the things that you've heard about money growing up, uh, whether you take it as a negative or a positive influence in your life, that is um, your money cat, basically. So for me, I had heard money's the root of all evil, money makes people greedy. And those were the messages that I related to when it came to success and wealth. Um, I grew up around a lot of wealthy people and some of them weren't sitting right in my spirit, you know? So I was yeah. like, I don't want to be like that. You know, that's the price that I have to pay. I, take me off the list. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, once I tapped into really uh, understanding where my money trauma came from and understanding that I had to uh, kind of get rid of that, <laughs> unlearn all that in order to accept money as a tool to just make me more of who I am, um, I, I was just stuck or I'd be stuck in a rut forever. So through that work, um, personally, I found out that Nakia was doing uh, the same work basically in, in her area. And we just really realized that like more people needed to hear these messages, you know? So there's so many, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. There's so many people who are great at um, their skill set. There's so many people that are great at business acumen, but um, we really want to focus on the soul set. And that's the heart of why you do what you do you know, and keeping people connected to that. So Beauty Pros United was built out of a desire to share that message and um, educate people on mindfulness and how it can help them scale and step into their CEO roles. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is so breathtaking. What a great explanation of it too. I feel like, girl, you don't need to practice that no more. <laughs> that is just, I think- I gotta be able to say that in like five seconds though. So that's I know working. it doesn't need to get down to 30, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Honestly, I think we're a little bit more forgiving when it comes to passion, just because like, when someone feels what you feel for your business and what you're providing for this industry and recognizing that gap in that space, like you can't sum that up, right? There's not, I mean, you can for like a business investment or, mm -hmm. you know, your executive summary or something, but for us just like connecting in this moment, like that is what so many of us solo estheticians feel, or even Estes who are just trying to figure out what kind of esthetician do I want to be? Mm -hmm. And how do I find my center? My North Star, as Paul likes to say a lot. <laughs> Finding that North Star is just so important to your longevity Absolutely. in the industry. Absolutely. And that is what really attracted me to like learning more and growing more and just kind of 
And you have to do that work. You have to do a lot of that work. And so to have something that's kind of like, hey, we welcome that. And we're going to kind of help you through that process. And you're not alone. It's just oh, magical. How would someone get connected with Beauty Pros United if they were going through that journey themselves? Yeah, so we have um, an email list that we're starting to uh, generate and kind of nurture. So that can be found by just logging on to beautyprosunited.co.co. Um, and then you can just sign up for an email list. And we've been kind of blasting more about the retreat, which is coming up this October. Ah! Um, yeah, our Soul Set Retreat 2023. And also more about what we're going to be doing. We are actually going to be launching our own podcast in oh uh, the my fall. God, um, and then, you know, we're going to be building out our platform as uh, both of us kind of make our transition out of the treatment room. I'm heading out of the country and, you know, it's, it's, this is it. This is the beginning of, of something big and something that uh, I've worked towards being able to pour more energy and effort into. So I have a lot of changes happening in my life. So I, uh, this is the perfect time for all of this for, for newness. Yeah, this is a time for transitional spaces and for thriving and success. And I think even astrologically, this is a really absolutely time for that. Yeah. Um, so that's beautiful. That is absolutely perfect. And I know that you guys are going to help so many people. And even just knowing in this moment, like this is going to be big, um, and you can feel that in you. Like you can oh, yeah. feel that energy. And absolutely. I I can feel it just like seeing you guys put in all the work and the hard work and to step away from being in the treatment room. Oh my gosh. Is that a hard transition for you? Or do you feel like this is a natural progression? Uh, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> both of them. <laughs> both of them. Um, I feel like uh, I love doing services. I love, love, love putting my hands on people's faces and, you know, transferring that positive energy. I love seeing the transformation. I love using my brain to troubleshoot and solve, you know, people's skin concerns. But I also love time because time is a tool and it's hard to do both, you know, to dedicate the amount of time I would need consistently in the treatment room and also the amount of time I need to, to growing and scaling a new business. So uh, I'm not done with the treatment room by any means. I will figure out a way to continue to help service people. But just for a little bit, I need to, to take a pause so yeah. I can really pour all my energy into to building you know, this, this sustainable platform that I'm hoping to create. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, if there's the thing about what we do is there's so many avenues that you can go down. And those paths are always open. You know, that's not like, oh, well, I've transitioned over here. So I can't I can't ever do a service again ever, right? That doesn't even make any sense. I mean, you do that with circadia now. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Like I, I, I balance very well. So yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your your journey with Circadia, because I'm going to be super honest. I'm just saying you were the first person that I seen doing it. And at that capacity, um, as a black woman in with their company. Well, I'm definitely going to make sure to give my props because there was definitely two before me. There's Ayana, okay. who we all know and love, and then Davian, uh, our girl in Florida. So those yeah. two women definitely paved the way for me and were absolutely important in my growth uh, with Circadia. So I'd say social media wise, like I think I definitely uh, utilize that as a way to showcase Circadia as mm -hmm. a think they found value in that. And, you know, it was kind of through social media that I actually met with Michael and uh, he saw me do a yeah. facial on Barry from Lip Gloss and Aftershave. So yeah. 
And then Barry introduced me to Michael. I always say Barry made me, Barry made me famous. It's him. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't me, but yeah, um, there was definitely a lot of people that helped to position me uh, in front of the right people. And I think uh, Michael, as you know, he is the type of man that if you come to him with a solution, he is so happy to give you an opportunity to show him what you got. So I think uh, my creativity was something that was welcomed and Mm -hmm. uh, heard through the opportunities that I was given by both uh, Michael and Caitlin, you know, the COO of the company. Yes. Oh gosh. So you just feel like you found like a good home for you with them. Absolutely. Um, I feel like it was so easy. Like they felt like family immediately. Um, Ashley, you know, who runs all of our trade shows, she Mm -hmm. just, she really listened to me and, you know, helped to put me where I needed to be with uh, the trade shows and other opportunities like schools. I love teaching at schools and, you know, they really work together as a team. And uh, if you tell them you need support with anything, they are there, you know, they are so supportive as I know, you know, cause you partnered with them for your giveaway. Yes. I was just about to say, you know, I just took my idea to Michael and he was like, absolutely. I support you and I want to see you do well. And then Ashley, you know, Ashley, she's going to like make everything happen. And she just, Uh, I just can't even, I can't even say how appreciative I am for just the support of just, you know, having a company that I think takes action so quickly Mm -hmm. um, with something that you're passionate about and they share that same passion with you. And that was my biggest goal with aligning myself with a company that shared those same values. I mean, really, it's just a great company to connect yourself with and seeing what you've done with your time with your connection but also I mean just in general like your relationships your relationship building your ability to network and you know just help people I think that's something that just speaks tremendously to why you're so successful it just our network is our net worth I say that all the time so but you know what Julie swear to you I really didn't I'm gonna be so honest like people (laughs) probably don't want to hear this but I didn't really see oh I didn't really connect myself with that because I'm I'm such a loner you know, like, I totally understand that. Um, I will say the social butterfly that you all know me to be was, a, <laughs> it's a skill that I've learned. Um, I will say that I'm an extroverted introvert and that I had to learn how to be so social. Uh, my mom pretty much forced me to be social. She put me in every activity you could imagine so that <laughs> I was able to talk about something with everybody, you know, and uh, her and my dad made sure that I was well-versed in a lot of different topics, history, languages, art, you know, so yeah. I can make a connection with anybody in just about five seconds. So that all comes from being able to pinpoint the commonalities that we have because at the end of the day, we're human. So there's got to be something that you share in common with somebody. Um, I just feel like, I feel like once you learn that you can really use networking as a tool um, Mm -hmm. and also learn to protect your own peace, it'll feel better to interact with people and it'll feel better to communicate and build community with people because you'll realize that, you know, you're not going to be influenced by every single person that you're around and that you can still stay grounded in who you are while you continue to build with others. And, you know, kind of the whole, I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back type thing. So girl, that's a word right there. That is a word. That is a whole ass word right there. Like you can't, like, it just is, I don't know. You just have to, I keep bringing up reconditioning because I really do feel like in my time um, of doing this, my mindset associating like my time exchange for work and money, my energy that I exchange with people that I interact with, and then like leveraging my network in a way that 
I don't feel like it's forced because it's a natural evolution of like our friendship. It's like, of course you would support me because why I'm like, I'm supporting you, but why would you not want to, you know, that's a, that's a whole thing that I'm growing in. Um, you know, a lot of people listening, they're in that, they're like literally right in that space right now where they're like maybe a hundred hours out from graduating or, um, they just enrolled in school and they're learning that school is drama. <laughs> it doesn't have to be if you don't want it to be. But so with that, with you knowing that, what is your best advice for someone who's really struggling with school? Because <sighs> they're struggling, girl. I had somebody message me just yesterday. She wants to switch schools. And I was like, do not do that. I was literally about to start singing. I had to remember that we were on a podcast. I was about to start singing, keep your head up, child. Things are going <laughs> to get easier. Things are going to get easier. I promise. It almost came out. It almost came out. But I was like, maybe the, the sound quality won't translate and I won't sound good. <laughs> no, I think you should have sang it. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, honestly, though, like, it's something that you're just going to get through and it'll feel like a blimp in your career. You know, um, you're going to get out of school and you're going to be uh, given the tools that you need to obtain a license. That's going to help to introduce you to so many uh, wonderful avenues of income, so many different skills, um, so many different people, uh, most importantly, and mm-hmm. um, it's going to take you a lot of different places. So if you can just kind of look at school as an investor a pesky investor in the longevity of, you know, a very fulfilling life, you'll be able to come out of it uh, and just, it'll feel like a dream. You know what I mean? So use school for what you need to use it for. And um, don't worry about everything just yet. Like focus on what you need to do to pass your boards. Cause um, if you try to figure out everything before you even experience anything, you're going to be very lost. You're going to waste a lot of money and it's going to be very hard to find yourself. So um, Mm -hmm. just focus on your why, focus on building your why, focus on um, finding a mentor, uh, you know, focus on finding somebody to kind of help guide you through this industry and uh, focus on maintaining your authenticity because it's easy to lose yourself, especially in social media. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is some great advice uh, for people who are in their journey as well. Like if you're listening, what Julie's saying is 100% right on, like get out and graduate. There are going to be so many other things that you can do to continue your education. And that way you can develop your skills. What would you say for those who want to be their own boss right after school? And like, I'm never here to discourage anyone from doing what's true to them. But what is your recommendation in terms of like what what do you think would be the best way to go about that process? I'm always going to say work smarter, not harder. So go work for somebody. You know what I mean? Like go build (laughs) your skill under somebody else's license who can help you, who can help you learn how to troubleshoot, who can show you the ropes. But if you are somebody who wants to open your own business, just be 100% honest about that when you're job searching. So because me personally, I like to hire people who want something for themselves because I'm not going to want to keep my business forever. You know what I mean? So having somebody who wants something, I could literally hand you a business, you know, um, But not even that, like, it's just, there's a lot of liability in this industry and you want to make sure that you have somebody where if you aren't feeling confident about something, or if you aren't feeling sure about a tool or a product that you're using that you can turn to and ask for help, because uh, we've seen through social media, a lot of people are out here just only watching videos online and not getting any hands-on training, not having any mentors and 
are really damaging people, which is only damaging the industry. So um, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not discouraging anybody from doing it, but my best advice would be to um, learn, learn your skill um, and try different things while making a paycheck and building your book. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You guys heard it here first. Now you already know. I, we, I'm always talking about it every episode. I'm like, go work somewhere. Only because the I feel like to me, that is the ultimate cheat code. Like I got paid to gain experience. And exactly. then I like, what? Then I took that. Like that was mine to keep. Nobody could come and take that from me. Like a paid and, internship. <laughs> yes, that's really what it is. And I didn't ever think to myself, oh, I'm working for someone. I actually thought to myself, like, I need to work here so that eventually I can work for myself. But mm -hmm. right now, this is an investment like you're like you make with school. This is another investment, only at least with this, <laughs> you get paid to do it versus school where you're paying someone for that. You know, yeah, you and know. I learned not only what to do, but what to not do, you know what I mean? So, because right. um, I worked for a couple of different people, so I got to see um, who I consider to be a good boss, what I consider to be good leadership and management. And I also got to figure out that I don't like managing people. I'm like, I'm too nice to manage people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh God, I don't feel like, uh, you know, disciplining right now. So, but, <laughs> so I yeah. know that that's not my strong suit, but what I am is I'm a visionary. I'm a creative. I can help people uh, bring their ideas to life. If you tell me any idea, I can make a business out of it in, in about five seconds. So um, I learned that like kind of being second in command was where I really thrived. So the CEO role just feels appropriate for me now at this era of my life, because I, I just want to be a visionary. And, and I learned this quote through my Goldman Sachs program, but I just want to drive the boat, you know? Yeah. 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 So um, when you were going through your Goldman Sachs program, what do you feel like was most beneficial about going through? I mean, obviously so many things, but um, I hear it's a pretty grueling program. Oh, yeah, girl. There were tears. There were real tears. And I don't even cry. Like, um, <laughs> no, I know. You do it, not was get that hard. it was hard. Um, it was like an intensive. Um, felt like I got a mini MBA. It was intense. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of time and commitment. Um, it was a lot of energy. But my cohort, I couldn't have asked for a better group of women to learn from. I was the youngest in my group. And I think we were the second highest earners in the program, which is so crazy to me to think of because, you know, these women were looking at me like, you've only had your business for how long? you know and they were so impressed with me and gave me so much support and love and uh, really uh, highlighted that you know for my age I'm in a really good place and that made me feel really supported um, and then uh, my business advisor Cynthia Nevels oh my god that woman was just a genius so having somebody to be able to bounce my ideas off of and to tell me honestly if she thought something was crap or that I was half-assing it was so important and uh, you know she really made me look at what I was doing and who I was talking to. And um, yeah, well, I get emotional about her because she she helped a lot of us. Aww. So um, yeah, it was a truly wonderful program. And um, I'm so honored to have been part of the first, you know, group of people who, who got to participate in it. Yeah, absolutely. And to take as much value from it as you have, you know, and you're immediately implementing it um, in all the different ventures that you're you're going down now. Um, that is just, it's refreshing to hear. Do you ever feel like, do you ever feel like, um, like you're making it up as you go? <laughs> do you feel like you 100%, 100%. And, um, you know, I've, <laughs> I said this at, uh, when I spoke at an event uh, called Babes in Business, I said that like, I literally don't know what I'm doing. And I go to uh, Google and YouTube University, like, 
Because <laughs> I am constantly Googling things. How to, what is, where is, how do I, like, um, yeah, who, what, when, where, and how are my favorite words, <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, I mean, every there's so much accessible information. And, you know, I didn't go to school for business. I went to school for criminal justice. So uh, let's just say my level of business acumen was zero to none um, when I first started. So I feel like I was kind of a tabula rasa blank slate. And I just learned so, so, so much because I didn't have any bad or like preconceived notions about what business was going to look like for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I feel like for me, I actually, I do well, uh, like not having it all figured out. Like I actually get, I used to be someone who was such a, like, like when I edit YouTube videos and stuff, I'd be like, oh, this has to be perfect. Girl, I was taking out every, um, every, but, um, like everything when I would edit. And then I just got to a place where I was like, you know what? Like, this is pretty good and pretty good. That That's good enough for me. Um, because if I didn't do it, if I didn't approach it with that mindset, then I would never post it. And pretty good is better than none. It's better than nothing. Perfection is the enemy of progress. It is. It is. It's it, it just it's it's not possible. You're you're mm -hmm. you're always going to think to yourself like, oh, I could have did this better or even. I mean, think how many times you've gotten up and spoke in front of people or given a speech and you're like, man, I could have said that completely different. And it just oh, relives girl, in your mind. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Like, I'm critical. That's all I do. Yes. I love Virgos, though. <laughs> I really do. I love Virgo energy. I love really honest, like direct energy. I do well with that. And so yeah, I love Virgos. So <laughs> it's a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> people need that sometimes. They need that kick in the butt. Um, so what was one of your biggest obstacles in just your journey so far? Do you have like one thing where you were like, man, looking back at that, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a tough one. You know, I don't, I don't know. This sounds so like cocky. Like <laughs> I don't nah. know because I feel like I was so intentional about everything that I did you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah. I, like I said, calculated, like, I feel like I was so intentional about every move that I make, every opportunity that I agreed to, every opportunity I turned down, that it almost feel like there wasn't, uh, like, I can't pinpoint a specific obstacle as much as I can say that I did really well in the obstacle course. Good, good. Well, you know what? Um, I was just uh, looking at something and it was talking about, I can't remember the post. I want to say it was Kiki Palmer, but I'm not sure. And she was talking about necessary losses. Um, and there's a book by somebody named Judith. Don't know. I've never read it myself. So <laughs> don't quote me. But I would. this is a book that I have on my list right now to read because it was talking about how necessary losses are such an important part of life. Like things sometimes have to go the way that they actually things all the time have to flow the way that they're flowing in order for you to be exactly where you are, to be the person that you are exactly. and to be experiencing life the way that you are. So um I always think about like when I owned a beauty supply store and how I had to close and how I was just like, oh, this is such an awful moment in my life. <laughs> but in reality, it had prepared me for the exact person that you guys see today who is so daring and comfortable taking risks because, I mean, once you've lost it all, you're <laughs> like, I could do this again. Right? Ain't nowhere to go but up. Girl, I'm <laughs> telling you, your attachment to like failure, loss, success, all of those definitions become blurred and you realize that it's just really an experience. 
and our job and, is and to experience life. life. You know, that's look at life, and that's how I, that's how I view, um, like every day. Like, and that's why I said I can't really necessarily say that there is a specific obstacle as much as like when I was faced with a decision or when I was faced with a a chance uh, to choose one thing or another. I really had to like pray for discernment in those moments, and I had to make some decisions that felt super uncomfortable in my body. And I think being able to push through that discomfort is what got me to where I'm at more than overcoming obstacles. Um, and that's why I said my mom made me a very resilient person. Yeah. No, she did a good job. She did. So talk to me about your guys' podcast. That's supposed to be launching when? In the fall. We haven't picked an exact date yet, but we we've started brainstorming our ideas. So um, the podcast is going to be basically kind of what I talked about earlier when I was sharing why we created Beauty Pros United. We want to highlight some people that we think are really killing it and really uh, making some grand contributions to this uh, industry. Um, it's for everybody. Nail techs, massage therapist, uh, cosmetologist, you name it. You know, it's not just for us SDs and it's going to basically be for the people who are always taking care of other people and need to take care of themselves. So we're going to have some wellness providers featured on there who are going to talk to us about things that we can practice in our day-to-day to to make sure we're staying grounded and um, relaxed. I eventually want to start making some like Hertz playlists and things for SDs to meditate to, or not even SDs, all beauty pros to meditate to uh, in their treatment room if you have one um, or your you know things like that that just really are centered around health and wellness for us because we are often the last to take care of ourselves you know yeah absolutely i actually just got back from chicago and i was doing a grant proposal and my grant proposal is about aligning heart health with uh self-care um and more of a necessity and not a luxury feat like i think that a lot of people Sometimes we connect going to get a facial as like a treat to yourself, but we don't really understand how vital that could be towards lowering your blood pressure or creating self-care habits that help you figure out ways to deal with the natural stressors of life so that you can have a longer life longevity. Exactly. Um, and I just, I'm I, like I said, as you guys heard in the beginning, I'm obsessed with their concept because this is such a gap in the community. And I think more people should talk about the power of meditation and connecting your mental fortitude to your success in the industry, because those play hand in hand. If you're depressed and you're not feeling like anything that you're doing is going well, it's very hard to go out there and build clientele. Like <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to attract that energy. Yeah, exactly. So having that resource available, um, I think is huge. When is the, ret- the retreat again? It's in October. October 27th through the 30th. Um, in Kissimmee, Florida, right outside of Orlando, right outside of the parks. Um, It's called the Soul Set Retreat. Uh, It's going to be three days of relaxation, workshops, panels, um, meals catered by private chefs, um, pool time, yeah, body work. It's going to be really, really great. Sounds like a good reset too, while you're yes. doing work for your business. And I think that's what exactly we <laughs> that's the balance we want to teach people. You know what I mean? Like you can be in a space of relaxation and still be productive. Um, it's it's all about the yin, the yin and the yang. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to really be in touch with all parts of yourself. You have to have your balance, your chakras all balanced. So we're gonna do the flow of the retreat is all about balancing the chakras, starting from the root chakra and working our way up to the crown chakra. So each day is gonna be about opening up all of those channels to really allow your creative energy to flow and and to remove any blockages that are holding you back from any potential success. 
y'all better go ahead and get your ticket, okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. How can they connect with you on social media if they want to come and, you know, follow, be obsessed like I am? <laughs> um, so my regular Instagram that I'm usually posting from is dropping underscore jewels with two L's and a Z, J-E-W-L-L-Z. Um, my other business is at beautyprosunited.co. Um, I also have another page, the SD mentor, the uh, underscore SD underscore mentor. Um, I post on all of them. Um, and then, you know, I'm running my studio to crown jewel aesthetics. So I have lots of Instagram pages, lots of social media to be responsible for. Um, but hit me up on any of them. I check all my messages. I love yeah. talking to people. She does, you guys. She really does be helping like she says she does. She's not hype. <laughs> this is real. Like she's genuinely just a genuine person. And um, that's my goal is always to bring people to you guys who I think you could find value in their story or their journey. And then, you know, the the, the rest is up to you. These people who come on the show, they're honestly offering up these resources. And so I hope that you are writing down these gems that Julie's dropping. Okay. <laughs> these jewels, <laughs> y'all. Y'all better be picking up these jewels. Um, but also, you know, these books, these quotes, this is always, and this is free game. Like, think about it. This is something that like people pay us to speak. Like I know I've been paid to speak at schools and stuff. I'm Julie. I'm sure that like yeah. literally that's what you do. <laughs> um, so for someone to come and take time out of their day to share that information with you, that's nothing light. And I really hope that um, you guys are taking these resources and you're making the most out of them. That's what I bring them to you for. That's the whole point of this show um, was to cover a space that I felt like I needed when I was going through school. And so I really want to say thank you so much, Julie, for coming on and just pouring into my audience today. It is greatly appreciated. The pleasure is mine. Yes. And I'd, I'd really like to, um, you know, have you back on. I always ask all my guests because I want to do a year from now update. Love and that. I think that would be so fun just yes. to see because this is what you're doing right now. Like, girl, this is insane, right? So to I'm manifesting. I am manifesting that I will be in Africa having that conversation with you. So. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. What? We're going to be in Africa. Having <laughs> I'm manifesting that I'll be there. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, we'll have to do a live in person one. You'll have to come out and we'll have to shoot an actual video. Oh, that'll be fun. Well, guys, you can always connect with me on my social media. As you know, I respond and read everything that y'all send me because I love y'all. Um, my Instagram, again, is my name is Chandelay. That's C-H-A-N-D-A-L-I. You can always connect with me on YouTube as well, Chandelay the Esthetician. And then if you want to book a facial and you're just like, man, I got to fly to where she's at to get this service. Skin is in studios underscore on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.